This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Greg Abbott and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. Enjoy. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Filler. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs and I listen to the Blue Army podcast. My name is Toby Show Silva and welcome to the Blue Army podcast. All right, okay. I'll just hit record. It's weird that it's weird that you say that because uh, my missus has been telling me for a couple of weeks now that like something like Mercury or Venus is in retrograde until the seventeenth of May, and all technology is going to be faulty uh, <laughs> until the seventeenth of May. And it's a bit crazy because you know, like your computer's on the blink now, so you're using your phone. Uh, we've got some pre-recorded bits with Liam Denwood that I've had to edit um, quite heavily, so they all kind of like come together and make sense. Um, so just so all the listeners know, obviously, it's just going to be me and you to kick the show off in our old uh, classic kind of way. Uh, we've got a pre-recorded version of True Blue and Not A Blue, which uh, Liam was nice enough to come and join us for. And then we'll do a bit of match reaction, just me and you. And then the rest of the show after the match reaction is what we recorded yesterday with uh, with, with Liam. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be, I don't know, about half an hour or something like that. We should be all right, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. Happy days, happy days. Right, um, just before I kick things off, mate, um, I'll, I'll tell everyone, don't worry about me, I've calmed down uh, since last week. Uh, I got over it, you know. Um, it was a flashback, I think, from when I was like 11 years old and I didn't get invited to um, Keith's party. And um, I just I just kind of went through that again a little bit. Uh, but I'm fine, I'm recovered. Keith's um, out there. Yeah, you know, um, I kind of I kind of knocked myself through a bit of a loop. I really did. I uh, got myself quite annoyed. But when, when I returned, and I think a couple of the lads, because we know a couple of the lads do listen, um, and they, they kind of heard the reaction and stuff, and they were quite nice telling me, like, you know, like, this isn't where, like, none of us want to be there, Liam, they said. Like, none of us actually want to be there. Like, it's it's like... We get we get tranched out. We get rented out like a couple of like rent boys. We have to sit on a table with a load of like you know posh people that have free course meals before they watch. You know the prawn sandwich brigade basically. <laughs> we have to sit down on tables with the prawn sandwich brigade, and they ask us questions. And some of them are quite rude. You know, uh, what one of the tables that Gibbo was sitting on? Um, this this fifty five sixty five year old executive of a certain company that I won't mention the name of, um, decided that he was. I don't know, 
equal to Paul Simpson and Paul Gerrard because he was given quite a few comments that Jordan Gibson should maybe try and use his left foot a little bit more and um, you know, like look, look at look at passing the ball rather than running with the ball, and I'm sure oh, that's I mean, exactly. Fans will do that. Fans, you know, fans will do that. The love kind of <laughs> the equaliser, showing yeah. off a bit of their own kind of like now. Should just tell this, you know, should just tell this guy if you want to say that, get a podcast. <laughs> well, I'm sure Gibbo did. I'm sure Gibbo did. So everyone... you want to give advice on which foot Gibbo should be using? Get a podcast, and then it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you've got enough money to afford a table at the awards, do you've got enough money to get a microphone and some editing software together? <laughs> I would just slag enough the awards do now. <laughs> well, why not? Like, yeah, at the end of the day, and uh, I mean, like talking about dues and talking about events. Um, I've got a few things under my hat that I'm going to be revealing over the course of the summer. The Blue Army podcast is going to be venturing into the world of events very soon. And uh, yeah, all that will be revealed in the next coming weeks. I'm still waiting to have conversations with people from different places. Um, Just to give people a bit of an excitement, a bit of a heads up, we're basically looking at kind of after-dinner speech kind of people. So you're Alan Shearer's, you're Harry Redknapp's, you're uh, Tyson Fury. So if you want to be a part of, say, uh, a sit-down meal and a photo opportunity and come and get some memorabilia signed of some big personality sports stars, just leave in the comments section to, to this podcast what, who, who would you be willing to go and see? Uh, who would interest you if you saw them on a poster, basically? It would be interesting for you to uh, come and talk to Will. Have you had any experience with after-dinner speakers before? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think so, no. I've been to, like, a few kind of, like, corporate kind of events with kind of very corporate after-dinner speakers, but no, not much. Yeah, so you know that's that's the exciting twist in the tale that we're uh, that we're that we're going into, and uh, there'll be more details to come over the course of the summer. So look out for our first ever major after dinner event. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, the last thing I need to tell people about before we get things started, we all know. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later on that Carlisle United have finished with inside the playoffs and they'll be playing the first leg of the playoffs on Sunday, the 14th of May. Now, something that's happening on Saturday, the 13th of May is Target Wrestling in Carlisle at the venue. Um, it's it's my other sort of like side little uh job that I, I, I've been getting into. Uh, I do the commentary for those guys. I really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, they've got that to look forward to. That's coming up. So that's this Saturday. The doors open at six o'clock. You can buy tickets on the door. They'll be £10 each or you can book them in advance. If I'm smart enough, I'll put the ticket link in the description to this podcast so you can just click on the links and have a look. Uh, and decide, you know, there might be some front row tickets left. There might be some VIP tickets left, you know. I normally sit on the front row and I'm not going to be there. So there might be some extra front row tickets left. I don't know. But yeah, um, you've got no football on Saturday uh, for Carlisle anyway. So uh, if you want to and, you, and you're up for it and uh, you need somewhere to bring the sprogs or you just want something to do yourself, get yourself down to the venue, go and watch Target Wrestling. It's a fantastic independent local company to support. Right. Let's kick things off properly, mate. Sorry, I've had to make you sit through a bit of a rambly open there. Oh. Right, Maras, how's it gone? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, 
episode 108. And right now, at the start of the podcast, I am buzzing to be joined by one half of the Cumbrian Brain Trust, the originator of guest appearances here on the Blue Army podcast. That's right. I'm talking about Wills. Welcome back, Wills. You all right, buddy? All right, Liam. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. Have you had, is this your first coffee of the day? Yes. Oh, I, I, usually, I usually only have the one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on coffee number three. Uh, I've been really <laughs> busy so far this morning. And uh, yeah. yeah, I've had editing to do. Uh, I've got this podcast, obviously, we're recording now, uh, which is uh, the time is what, quarter to 11 on You're flying Tuesday, off later the today. You what, sorry? You're flying off later today on your holiday. I'm flying off tomorrow, but I'm getting the train to Manchester today. That's exactly it. So I'm trying to cram everything in before I get on the train. And uh, don't worry, I know you can't hear Liam Denwood. Uh, Liam's here right now, but um, he's going to be joining us. Me and Will recorded some um, little bits and bobs with him. So we've got the match reaction. We've got his Man of the Match awards and we've got him for true blue or not a blue. And of course guessing the player all that to look forward to during this episode but before we get things properly kicked off and started we like to start things off on the podcast with good times and good vibes and at this stage of the show that can only mean one thing and one thing only it's time for the blue army podcast I haven't got enough time for that. Is he having a laugh? Is he trying to think nonsense? <laughs> rush today. I've got a bus to catch. You know, we're on a train. Right, here we go, boy. We're, we're going to kick off. I'm happy with this one, I'll tell you that right now. Liam's missing out on this one. This is f***ing corker. Here we go. What happens when you argue over who does the laundry? Uh, I don't know. What happens when you argue over who does the laundry? Well, Will, eventually, someone's going to have to fold. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I reckon that's a goodie. I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm happy with that, mate. I'm happy with that. And, uh, I mean, I'm going to pass over to you now, pal. Uh, I'm going to do my best to fill in and sort yeah. of help you a little bit. Uh, I've got the league table in front of me. I've got the results in front of me as well, which means, pal, it's time for me to hand over so me and the listeners can find out what's been happening What's been happening there in the league to round up with Liam and Will? Just Will's edition. Right, here we go. Well, technically, yeah. it is Liam and Will's, I suppose. I'm Liam as it well. It is, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. expect something from you. <laughs> All right, okay, I'll do me best. I'll do me best. <laughs> How do you want to start things off? Um. Well, uh, re- you know, relegation was already sorted before... Before mm. the final day of the season, yeah. um, uh, both those relegated sides, Rochdale and Hartlepool, both drew. Um, Hartlepool got a draw at Stockport. I mean, they have been on decent form. Stockport, obviously, going for still had a chance of automatic promotion, but um, you know, last um, last fixture 
in the Football League for a while for Hartlepool. Not a bad result for them. Yeah, I think that'll be a bit of an accumulator buster, that one. I mean, you would have expected Stockport to really be gunning for it and go for, like, you know, score three or four goals, potentially. Yeah, um, but yeah look at what effect that could have had on the promotion race. But exactly, yeah, um, exactly. But uh, Northampton, thought... obviously, we'll go on to talk about the Northampton game in, in just a little bit, obviously, and how that kind of affected the top side of the table. But, um, I mean... What do you think it is when you're in that position like Hartlepool are in and you don't really have anything left to play for? Are you just there for like, you know, spoilers? Are you just going to sort of like, or, or are you playing for potential scouts or something next season? Is, is that a threat, you know? Yeah, I think the players individually have something to play for. Um, sometimes in these situations, the managers, you know, especially if you've got a new manager, which Hartlepool have, he's already kind of like made it clear that some of the players will be on their way out. The end of the season, but you know they're still kind of want to. So the guy, the guy that took over from Keith Curl at Hartlepool, is he, has he pretty much said he's having the job next year as well? I have no idea. Um, okay. I, I think so. Yeah, I mean they've actually done quite well under him. Um, if they, you know, if they'd got him in earlier, they might have survived. So yeah. I think, assuming that he wants it, I think that the job's there for him to try and get them promoted out of. Uh, out of the Vanarama. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you know, like you said, relegation was pretty much, well, it was, it was tied up last week. Uh, but Yeah, so, I mean, Crawley result... got beat by Swindon, but that ultimately meant nothing. They were already safe. And then we've got, you know, at this time of the season, we've always got the usual bunch of uh, meaningless mid-table games um, that, you know, we'll just kind of gloss over here. Um, I don't know if anything particularly, um, if anything particularly noteworthy happened in any of them. But Grimsby beat Wimbledon one nil. Um, Newport and Crew drew two two, um, and Walsall beat Doncaster two one. Yeah, all the all the mid tables. We'll gloss over those ones because, like, yeah, you quite rightfully said they didn't really have anything to do with the top or the bottom of the table. Um, yeah. But- Interestingly enough, like you said, Hartlepool were down and uh, their result, their draw, uh, arguably could have upset the top of the table. So I suppose we'll, we'll do that. We'll do sort of like the top three now with Lintnorian Drew against Bradford, who obviously now we know will be facing them in the yeah. playoff semi-final. We'll go on to talk about when that's happening, when tickets are on sale in just a little bit. And then obviously the Stevenage against Barrow, they managed to win 1-0, but, you know, yeah. it, was, it was a bit of a rubber match anyway. It wouldn't have Again, really mattered. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have, yeah. Stevenage could have um, potentially dropped down to third, but obviously already promoted um, Barrow. Not much to play for. I think they'll feel they've had a good season. Um, they finished ninth, which is, their, I think that's their, that's their best finish so far since their return to the league football. Yeah, I don't think they can necessarily complain too much about that. I think the only way that you can feel disappointed as a Barrow fan is the fact that you were in the playoffs for quite a long time in that February, sort of like from Christmas to February kind of period. And then they've kind of fell away, unfortunately, similar to how we fell out of the automatics. Yeah, I mean, they can, you know, they can console themselves that they've finished sort of like best of the rest because you had that top eight including Mansfield who just missed out on the playoffs mm. and then there's a big 13 point gap down to Barrow in ninth so Barrow are the you know Barrow are the best of the mid-table teams and I'm That's sure they can be say. 
That's what yeah. I'm going to try and say, mate. It's like, how do how do potentially Barrow... Because when you look above them, when you look at Salford, when you look at Bradford, you look at Stockport, Northampton, yeah. Stevenage, Lake Norian, they've got bankroll, they've got money. Um, we've got a really good manager who can get the best out of his players and he's really good at working with the youth team and pulling through players like that. So that's how we've got the extra edge to push ourselves into that sort of bracket. Yeah, but how I do Barrow go about making up money. that 13 points next season, do you think? If yeah. that's what they want playoffs next year, how do they make up that 13-point gap? Well, I think I think Barrow have just um, they've not had enough strength in depth, um, which, you know, is understandable because they're not one of the wealthier clubs. So um, as the season went on, um, they, you know, they've lost players through injury and suspension and stuff and just kind of like struggled to keep up that form that got them, you know, looking like promotion contenders for a good half of the season. You thought they were maybe going to be up there. They were above us for a little while at the start, weren't they? I remember that being a thing. We were outside the playoffs and they were inside the playoffs. And then there was a moment where we kind of like bunny hopped over them. And it's been like that ever since. We've been managing to keep a sort of like six or seven position gap between uh, between the two of us. Uh, But that's that's the way like the top three is rounded off. Obviously, Northampton did finish third, uh, being helped by the fact that Stockport did draw against Gillingham. Gillingham is a side that I'd expect to see more out of next year. Oh, sorry, was that Hartlepool? Yeah. Who am I thinking? Gillingham oh, beat Salford. Stockport, Stockport. Stockport, Hartlepool. Stockport, Hartlepool. Yeah, I mean, Hartlepool missed a penalty late on as well. No, no, Stockport missed a penalty late on. Yeah. Sorry, my mistake. Um, so, Stockport, they drew, they could have won that. It wouldn't have mattered because Northampton, Northampton won their game with a goal in the third minute and then just hung on to it, mm-hmm. hung on to that lead. So... No, you know, no real drama there. They actually had the Northampton game on in the um, uh, glass bar at Brunton Park. They had, you know, on one of the screens, just had the Northampton game on. I don't know why they picked that one out in particular, maybe just because it was the team that were most likely to get into the uh, final automatic promotion spot. But, yeah, I mean, it was against Tranmere, and you know we've beaten Tranmere recently. They, you know, they've been a just a fairly kind of mediocre team this season, and not scored many goals either. So, you know, once Northampton took the lead, it didn't really look like it was going to finish any other way. Um, Obviously, Northampton fans had to wait until the 90th minute with just a one-goal lead. They had to wait until the end before they could probably celebrate a promotion. It would have required a, a goal turnaround as well. Mm. So, you know, you know, by half-time and stuff, I think it was clear that Northampton were going to be the team going up with Orient and Stevenage. And Stockport have to settle for the playoffs. Um. I don't know, like, do you think, because I said before that um, it would have been quite good if Stockport had pipped Northampton into the automatic promotion places because then we'd have a team in the playoffs that were just going to be devastated and demoralised. Um I think that's gonna be. I think that would have been a nice role to play. I think we all we all know that we didn't want to be. Nobody wanted to play against Stockport in the in in the semi final of the playoffs. They they were the informed team in the playoffs. They were the sort of yeah. team that were marching. And if we get towards... into the final, we might still have to play Stockport. And 
that also brings with it the um, issue that we wouldn't be able to play Ben Barkley. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, but Mellis would have be been nice if, by then. Yeah, it would have been nice if Stockport had hipped Northampton into the automatic places, and then we had that kind of like team on a real downer in there. Um, you, look, you know, we'll, we'll we'll finish off by sort of like having a last little look at those like sort of promotion uh, automatic playoff. Sorry, the playoff positions. We'll have a little look at the playoff positions because almost uh, Barrow, I mean Bradford. Sorry, they were outside of the um, playoffs for a little bit. You pointed out last week, and uh, I mean their form hasn't been that great, but they've managed to sort of splutter themselves over the line and claw their way into the playoffs. Salford lost against Gillingham. There's only one goal separating Salford and Manchester, uh, Mansfield, who are equal on points. Um, yeah. Bradford's form is awful. Like, if you if you look at their form, they, 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 they are hemorrhaging goals as well. Uh, they're, they're, they're conceding goals in almost every, every game, uh, two goals on average in the last sort of, like, four games. So, yeah. They're a wide I mean, open talk- opponent and uh, they're a bit stop starty. The pressure will be immense on Bradford. Like they will be a very nervous bunch of League Two players playing in front of 22,000 people. Uh, they played in front of 22,000 people this weekend and could only manage to muster, well, a bit of a crappy draw. Um, yeah, I mean, they have against got- a team that's already on the beach. You know, they've been, te- Leighton Orient haven't been very good recently either. Well, Leighton Orient have done what most teams do in that situation where, you know, they're they're not as motivated to go out there and give it all to win games when they're already champions. So, um, you know, draw a Bradford end their season and, you know, they can celebrate now. They can spend the summer looking forward to League One. Um, Stockport, I mean, like you say about Bradford's form, um, Salford, we mentioned there, just got beat by Gillingham. Um, we've only got two wins in, I don't know how many games. So, um, I know it's the BBC's headline for our game against Sutton was Carlisle United limping to the playoffs. Yeah. We've limped into the playoffs in fifth place. So there's two teams below us. So that <laughs> kind of like just illustrates how close it all is and, I don't, I, mean, know, like, I don't know how much you can limp when you haven't moved a league position in three weeks. Well, limp as we, in we, like we, you know, we've gone into the playoffs on fairly no, poor then, form. The, it's it's the words that they're tra- they're choosing to use are a bit fucking, you know. <laughs> I would agree with them though. We did limp into the playoffs. Yeah, but like not in the traditional sense. <laughs> it's not it's not like we kind of like pushed over the line. We were always in the playoffs, and then we just ended up in the playoffs. You know, it wasn't. Yeah, like, we ended up. We didn't limping. limp anywhere. We didn't move anywhere. Like we haven't limped at all. <laughs> well, we are moving because we're gaining points. That's movement. Yeah, I suppose. But you know, you know what I mean. We both know we're not gaining team. points at any particular rapid pace. Um, I mean, Stockport are the form team. Uh, we've talked about Bradford's form there and. I think like Salford's as well. Um, so Stockport will probably look at that playoff lineup and think, you know, they'll feel confident, but anything can happen. Salford might beat them. Um, I've got a friend, well, I've got a friend whose girlfriend's dad is a Stockport fan, and he was at the um at the home game with Stockport uh, just last month. And he was saying like how good Salford had been on the 
on the games that they'd played against them. Whereas, you know, Carlisle fans might say we haven't really seen that much good from Salford this season. I know they beat us recently, but, you know, they didn't look like an amazing team and we beat them quite comfortably down theirs. Um, Stockport fans have a different perception of Salford. He was saying that Salford were the best team he's seen all season. Ah, so, so, yeah, so from their perspective... Um, you know, they may be thinking they've got a really difficult semi-final. It's entirely possible Salford could beat Stockport. You know, you hope that we beat Bradford, so we're looking at who we're going to, you know, who we're going to potentially get in the final. Um, the only other thing we didn't kind of mention so far in the roundup is Mansfield, who... Um, so they got... So um, they would have needed to... Beat Salford. No, sorry, they would have needed to beat um, whoever they were playing. I've just got to look it up. Uh, I'm trying to find it now. They were playing. Who were Mansfield playing? I can't find Colchester. So they needed to play. Uh, they needed to beat Colchester. Hope that Gillingham beat Salford, and between that, turn around um, something like a four goal uh, goal difference deficit. Yeah, and. Salford did lose to Gillingham, um, a late penalty scored by Alexander. And Mansfield beat Colchester 2-0. Um, they, in the end, there were only one more goal off achieving that turnaround that they needed to. And they got their second goal against Colchester in something like the 97th minute. So for a few minutes, there was, it seemed... a a serious chance that Mansfield were going to nip ahead of Salford into the into the playoff places there. So Salford perhaps count themselves fairly lucky to be in the playoffs. Yeah, and that uh, pretty much rounds up all the League Two yeah. news for us, Will. I think we've done a really good job and we got to tell everybody what's been happening here. What's been happening there in the League Two roundup. With Liam and Wills. I did all right. I filled in. I, did, I, I just filled in. Yeah. I did all right. Well, yeah. Obviously, I need to have someone that I can talk to because it's a bit difficult to just kind of like, <laughs> if I was just sort of like having to read the whole thing out on myself and just be like, oh, well, this happened and then this happened. <laughs> hey, we did fine. We did fine. We got through it. We'll move on to the more Carlisle United-related news. And obviously, we all know what happened this weekend. Uh, or sorry, what happened on Monday, yesterday against Sutton. So that means we all know who our playoff semi-final opponents are. And just to let everybody know that the tickets for the playoff semi-final, both the home and the away leg, are available to season ticket holders today at 12 o'clock. So the time of recording, uh, it's, it's 12 o'clock on Tuesday, the 9th of May is when the tickets are available for the season ticket holders. And for the general public, for, for the other people that don't have season tickets, them tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of queues. I wouldn't even bother trying to use the phone and phone in. Uh, just get yourself down there and get a part of it. You know, be a part of the atmosphere. There's something about standing in that line and waiting for your ticket that's a bit more special than sitting on the end of a phone, listening to it ring, hoping to death that somebody will eventually pick it up. Uh, just to clarify the information involved in that one, the first leg 
is happening on Sunday, the 14th of May, which is actually my birthday. Uh, so I'll be looking forward to that one. It'll be 7 p.m. kickoff, uh, just so people know. A 7 p.m. kickoff on Sunday, the 14th of May. So you know what time to set off and get yourself down to Bradford. And the second leg, which is at home, will be played at Brunton Park on Saturday, the 20th of May and the kickoff for that game is at three o'clock. So there's the dots and the I's and the T's. So uh, you've got to cross and dot and do all that stuff and make sure you're there at the right time in the right place. If you want to be a part of Carlisle United's playoff push, St. Jimmy's day wills was this week. It's been 24 years since a goalkeeper that made two appearances for the club managed to save us temporarily, albeit, from relegation down into the National League. The legend lives on, so we'll carry on moving on. Um, Carlisle United squad news, Jack Armour and Thomas Hoyley, both of accolades to be proud of after finishing the league campaign as the only two players to complete all 46 games in the league season. Now, Jack Armour is the first outfield player to do this for the club in 12 years, Will. In 12 years. And a fun little game. Let's have a little go at this. Who do you think it's he equaled the record of 12 years ago? I'm looking for two names. There was two people in the squad 12 years ago that played every single league fixture in the league campaign. Who, who do you think they are? 12 years. Um, so was it 2023 20, now? So two, uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say uh, Paul Thirlwell. And who else? You're not going to tell me if Paul Thirlwell's one of them. It's not Paul Thirlwell. <laughs> not Paul Thirlwell. He's two in three prone, bless him. I'm going to go with um, 2011. Um, that was Greg Abbott, kind of, was he managing us in yeah, 2011? Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I kind of, you know, my mind's just gone blank to play as... All right, I'll tell you, it was uh, Frank Simek and James Barrett, mate. They were the two names Uh... that played every league game 12 years ago. Um, Like I said, Thomas Hoyley also featured in every single league game so far this season. And uh, that's the first time in six years that that feat has been matched. Who do you think it was six years ago that played every game in Nets? Uh, Six years ago, would it have been Adam Collin? It was Mark Gillespie, I'm afraid, big man. Mark Gillespie. And, uh, I mean, both all very good guesses, all very good guesses. We're only having a game. We're only having a game. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> lastly, in Carlisle United-related news, after his recent success winning a Cup and League double, Danny Granger has told the News and Star that the link between Carlisle United and Workington is firmly back on track. He's accredited to the fact that Paul Simpson's return to Brunton Park and having an understanding of the local area has really helped the link become solidified once again, where potentially it was going a little bit wayward. Um, Wills, how important is it for Carlisle United to have a local feeder club like Workington Reds? 
Well, we don't have that many clubs around us, so I think it's important to have good relations with the ones that are nearby, um, you know, for places to send players on loan. Um, occasionally, I mean, I don't know if we kind of like bring in that many players from those clubs. Um, Owen Moxon obviously comes to mind coming from Annan, but, you know, usually clubs like Workington have been far too far beneath us for us to actually get anyone from. But certainly when it comes to sending out people on loan. It'd be good to have those options. It'd be definitely be good to have those options. Yeah. And the higher division they're in, the better it is for us as well. Because when we're trying and testing them youth lads out on a, on a better calibre of player. So, uh, mate, that's been all the Carlisle United related news so far this week that hasn't anything to do with the Sutton game. So we're going to go on and do the match report. But first, for the listeners, here is the pre-recorded version of True Blue or Not A Blue for this week. Yeah, that's the one. Sorry about that, boys. Technical issues. I feel yeah. like we, we've got it right now as we're going to play a very special version as uh, Liam is joining us uh, for the first time in the show. Um, I mean, I surprised him last minute after his appearance. So we're going to play everybody's second favourite game. Uh, it's time for True Blue or Not a Blue. The boys are back together to try and attempt their first ever four out of four result here on True Blue or Not a Blue. Wills and Liam, the united front against True Blue or Not a Blue. (laughs) This could be the time, boys. This could be the time, Liam. You know, you're on the way back from Sutton. Uh, I mean, it, this 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 could be the time, boys. I really believe it could be. You're eager, as always, to hear the season, I assume, that you're going to be guessing for. It's 1992-1993. Okay. Okay. Went down like a lead balloon. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, we'll see how we get on. And as always... Everybody listening at home, I'll remind you that every single name could be a true blue and every single name could be not a blue. Thank you for joining us because it's time for true blue or not a blue. Let's go, boys. Here we go. The first one up is Paul Proudlock. Instinct says true. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, last week you did have a bit of success when you just kind of like gunned in for it. So it seems like Liam's backed yeah. you very quickly there. So we're going to say true blue for Paul Proudlock. Boys. Yeah. You're off to a fantastic start okay. because Paul Proudlock was a midfielder. Congratulations. Let's move on. Uh, Leno, let's try and keep it as a clean sweep as we move on to the next one in True Blue or Not a Blue. The next name on the list is Derek Walling. Not, not Dean Walling, Derek Walling. That's no, not a blue. Derek Dean Walling. Walling the true Blue, but not Dean. Yeah, not Derek Walling. Right, okay. I mean, you, you sound very confident there. We'll, we'll I mean, see, we'll he didn't see. have a brother that played for us as well, did he? I didn't. mean... <laughs> 
you know, um, I can't, I can't, I can't give anything away. I really don't want to give anything away. Yeah. I'm afraid. Um, Do you think Liam? I'll, I'll go with you if you think it's false. False, false. I mean, there's, there was a Dean Walling. Okay, okay. You know, we'll we'll see we'll see where the game goes. You know, um, they might have had a brother. He might have not had a brother. And you're saying what on um, uh, Derek Walling? Yeah, not a blue. You're saying not a blue. We're saying not a blue on Derek Walling. Congratulations, boys! You've got two out of two. Your successful march oh. continues. Oh. Towards your first ever full house, <laughs> Derek Walling was never a blue, completely a made-up person, and never featured in the 1992-1993 Carla United squad. The next person on the list is Dean Walling. <laughs> was he? Was he? I mean, it's not going to be like one of them things where, like, that was. Was he with us in '92? Ooh. I'm sure the aim of the game is are they real or not? Yeah. It's not like are they specific to that season? It's just that that's... Yeah, because yeah, part of me was just thinking of like I can remember Dean Walling playing for us later on. I didn't know he was with us that early, but um yeah, true blue. Okay. Okay, you both sound quite confident with that one. Well done as well, because Dean Wallin was a true blue. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've never treaded the boards of that dynamic of the game and tried to maybe like suggest a player that didn't feature in, in the year of the I've squad. I've wondered it a couple of times when you've said what season it is. I've like wondered if whether, if whether you might trick us like that and say that it's false but I mean it's definitely good, something yeah. it's definitely something we can maybe add to next season's no, game but we're not going to change things on the fly this year I, I think that'll make it too hard if, if you, you, I mean, if you get that. your first ever four if you get your first ever four out of four we've got to make it harder in some way ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. <laughs> so we'll see. So I mean, because you're on your way. Out. You're on your way. You're yeah. on your way to your first ever four out of four, gentlemen. Uh, and you know what? Yeah. We, we seem to be glossing over the fact that the anticipation builds because it's yeah. your first ever. Um, I mean, it's not your first ever opportunity. You've been here before. You've been to the top of the mountain and unfortunately haven't quite reached the pinnacle. And this is you, uh, you know, potentially yeah, the first opportunity to get four out of four. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm sorry. I'm delaying it. I'm sorry. Darren Walling. Liam, is it possible he could just give your dad a little nudge and ask him for like a little a nod of <laughs> whether it, I don't I can't remember there being any other players called Walling, but this is the third Walling in a row. So I'm like, 
Oh, it's a oh. sneaky move, isn't it? It's a horrible move. I mean, I mean, my initial thing just says no. There was only Dean Walling, and all of the Wallings are fake. But I wasn't. Ex- I feel like you're throwing a bit of a spanner in there. I still kind of want to say not a true blue, and that there was only one Walling who played for us. But Liam. <laughs> Liam listening to his dad <laughs> in the car. Are you saying? Who are you saying? You think it's a true blue? Liam? Well, you said you said he had a brother, didn't you? I don't know if he had a brother or not. Oh, was that just complete waffle? Yeah, that was just me wondering whether Liam was throwing a spanner in the works with Derek Walling. But there's not two Wallings, is there? I'm, I've never heard of another player called so. Walling, especially not D Walling. Maybe he had a brother called, you know, Derek or, but I can't, I can't think that they ever played for Carlisle. I'll back it. Not a blue. Not a blue. Not a blue. <laughs> well it's interesting you say that (laughs) because Darren Walling was not a true blue boys you've done it you've done it at long last at long last, you know, you've reached the end of the season and you've not disappointed. You've got over the line. Congratulations. Uh, but we'll have to add that added dynamic of you know, throwing in a couple of names that maybe don't belong in that in that squad to make it harder next time round um, for next season. But boys, I think what a fantastic game to retire. True blue or not a blue on for the season. It's been an absolute pleasure playing uh liam you're on your way back uh from the sutton game um thanks very much for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure uh to have you for the game congratulations gentlemen on winning uh true blue or not a blue and uh me and will i think we're gonna uh dive into now uh i believe after true blue or not a blue it's normally a match report so we'll do that and then i think liam's joining us later on something else that we recorded to give us his match reaction as well. So uh, we'll listen to Liam a little bit later on. Thanks very much. Right, we'll, we'll move on because I'm going to slide in that uh, that segment there. Yep. So me and you will move on to doing now. Uh, welcome back. And uh, we're going to move on and start the match report. Just me and Will's once again here. Uh, thanks very much for joining us for True Blue or Not A Blue. Congratulations on your first ever Four out of four, Will. I don't know if you can yeah. remember that, uh, but yeah, congratulations yeah, on your yeah. first ever good, four out of good four. To finally, kind of break that duck. You've ended the season on a high note. Absolutely fantastic job. Well done to the two of you. I didn't think it was ever going to happen, and it happened in yeah. fantastically good, dramatic fashion. Uh, just sort of the opposite of how Carla United's league campaign ended up petering out. So we'll move on to the. Match report, and as I always do, and we're doing the match report for Sutton versus Carlisle United that happened on Monday away at Sutton. I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for the game, which had Holy in nets, Whelan, 
Huntington and Armour, Barkley and Robinson with some kind of mishmashy back five, Moxon guy, McCalmont in the midfield and Dennis and Patrick both playing up front. Now, Wills, I'm very conscious of the time and as yeah. always in Simo, we trust. So this time round, we're not even going to question the lineup uh, because there isn't really much point. It was the last game of the season. There could be a million reasons Simo started Robinson in that position. Um, and I don't necessarily think he's clouded himself or covered himself in much glory because there is an argument to be said that Robinson's lack of pressure is one of the main culprits for the opening goal. Um, it was slightly against the run of play from what I've been told. There was a bit of build-up play down the right-hand side and Jack Armour and Jack Robinson just seemed to get slightly confused who was supposed to be picking up the man first. Robinson's the man who does go and try and pick him up, but he's easily passed around to the player that Jack Armour is supposed to be picking up, who slots the ball very coolly and very calmly in the bottom of Thomas Hoyley's nets. Now, Will, do you think this was just a case of Carlisle maybe too many changes, not good enough communication happening in that back five? Yeah, I think maybe the changes didn't help much, um, but it's kind of indicative of how we've been playing for the last month. Um, just, Just that little kind of little lack of communication, little bit kind of slapdash. I think it's been, you know, I mean, we've been like that even when we've had our regular back five out. So it maybe didn't help that we've kind of changed things around in that match, though. Yeah, and in that, I mean, Carlisle looked to try and get back on the front foot quite early. There was a free kick uh, around the D, which Dennis smashed against the crossbar. The ball came bouncing out to Alfie McCalmont, who just, I mean, I don't think he just he could get his foot round it fast enough to guide it towards the goal. And he yeah. shot wide off a half volley attempt. Now, a few moments after that, things nearly went from bad to worse for Carlisle United. The lack of communication between Paul Huntington and Thomas Hoyley re- almost resulting in Thomas being lobbed from just outside the area I mean, when you're looking towards building a squad for next season, Will, and uh, yeah. I, I am putting you on the spot a little bit here. I know I know it's not exactly fair what I'm going to do right now, but at the end of the day, Thomas Hoyley's done really well, you have to say. Uh, he's kept yeah. a number of clean sheets, um, but there is evidence week in, week out, that you can start noticing, and it might partly be because of Morgan Feeney's being injured and there isn't as yeah. much communication as there used to be, in that back five, but you can see on those occasions now where we've all spoken about when Thomas comes off his line and does a bad clearance or throws the ball towards a striker by accident, you know, we've all said he makes at least one mistake a game. It looks like this is really starting to culminate in a lack of faith in the goalkeeper. And just because he's kept so many clean sheets this season doesn't necessarily mean we're not going to be looking for another goalkeeper next year. Will, would you expect Carla United to be looking for somebody to come in and push out Thomas Hoyley next season? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's only someone to compete with him because that's what you always want. Um, and we haven't really seen anything of Michael Kelly. Um, he's coming to he's coming to be a backup 
and hasn't been needed. So I can't comment at all on whether Simo thinks that he's still the player who can challenge Holy for a starting spot next season. Because maybe he does. He's not, you know, how old's Kelly? I think he's like, he's like 23, 24. So he's still fairly young for a keeper. Mm-hmm. So maybe he is still the one who Simo thinks he's going to get better. But then, of course, you've got uh, Breeze and Simmons to, you know, who'll be another year advanced in their development and, you know, another year more capable to challenge for the number one spot. Um, But, yeah, I mean, as a manager, you always kind of, like, want to have either a younger goalie coming through who is going to challenge to get starts or a goalkeeper on the same level as your main goalkeeper who, you know, either one of them could start. Um, You know, you never want to have a situation where it's just you've got one goalkeeper and he's pretty much always going to, you know, he's never going to be challenged. Um, Of course, you know, Holy wasn't ever present this season. He never was challenged properly by anyone else. So, I don't know, maybe, but yeah, like you, you know, like I say, I can't comment on Kelly, who has been uh, Holy's main competition for the starting place because I haven't seen him. But maybe Simo still feels that that's the case, or maybe he'll go out and get someone else. Okay, still a wide open book, still a wide open book. But even yeah, because you know, you just don't know what your other goalkeepers are capable of when you only see one of them. No, you're quite right. Yeah, like you know, um, what's he called? Martinez, the Argentinian goalkeeper, sat on the bench for Arsenal for six or seven years, barely played yeah. a game, and then all of a sudden started getting some game time. And he's a World Cup winner later on in his career. So yeah, you don't well, know yeah. what you're going to get until they get a decent run. You really don't. Um, Right, Carlisle United's equaliser came in the second half. It was a, a well-crafted effort, even though it found the back of the net in quite a sloppy manner. Um, a long throw by Ben Barkley was flicked towards goal by a returning Taylor Charters. And, uh, I mean, the defender just... Was he chesting it back to the keeper? Was he trying to put it round the post? You don't really know. What's really important for this, though, Will, in on this particular game, in this particular highlight, it's Taylor Charters being back in the squad, getting back amongst chances, being physical, getting himself in the air. You know, he was having a really good run of form before he got injured, and Taylor might be, you know, the the fairy tale story. It, you know, it, it football is romantic, isn't it? And it would just yeah. be beautiful if the hometown boy is the one that turns round and scores the winning goal. You know, after being out injured for the season, how important do you think it is to have him back in the squad? Yeah, based off his performance yesterday, um, I think it is important to have him back. Um, he's got he's got good energies. Is is his his strengths improving with every with every passing season, and you know he was he was the last Carlisle player to touch the ball before it went in the back of the net. So, you know, assist he assisted an own goal, which is um, you know it's good to see him kind of up that you know up that end of the pitch having an effect on the match. That's right, that's right. I think it's a really good thing to have that sort of left footed option in a midfield free. 
as well, that naturally left-sided player that can still fit into a midfield three. So the game finished 1-1. Um, it it, it kind of petered out without much of a bang or a twist to it. And uh, so did Carlo United's sort of league campaign, as everyone said. And as we mentioned earlier, we kind of limped over the line, a stuttering run of form. Um <laughs> This game, though, Will, I asked you in the pre-record yesterday if you could yeah. single out a man of the match. Now, uh, we know who Liam said. We won't mention yeah. that yet because we haven't played it yet. Um, so, I mean, you can't, without saying you agree with him, uh, tell us who your man of the match is. Um, I mean, it was difficult to pick a man of the match out because I don't think any of us played all that well. And then we made changes in the second half that improved things, but I don't want to give any of the players who came on and played 20 minutes. I don't think any of them did quite enough to get man of the match. I'm going to give it to Alfie McCalmont, who stuck in there. Um, you know, he played the full 90 minutes, um, was, you know, was involved in a lot going forward and just shades it for me. Alfie McCormon's a good shot. I'm going to go for a midfield partner, Owen Moxon. Uh, it just offered a little bit more in terms of an attacking threat for me. Uh, but yeah, Alfie was ever-present. Mox was ever-present. Uh, they seemed like they were just passing around Guy for most of the game. Um, but yeah, for me, the standout in that midfield three just shaves it over Alfie. Owen Moxon for me. And uh, right, we're going to uh, pass over for the final time uh, on the Blue Army podcast today to uh, Mr. Liam, who is in the car on his way back from Sutton. Uh, this is something we recorded yesterday. So we're going to hear his match reaction. He's going to give us his man of the match. And then you two have got a final score to settle in guessing the player. So I'm going to hand over to... Well, ourselves, basically. Liam. <laughs> and Liam. Yeah, I'm going to hand over to ourselves and Liam. And I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. I'm Ganon Holiday. And uh, next week's show will be a little bit later than usual. We'll probably get it out and recorded on the Thursday. So we'll be a day late, potentially, with next week's show. Um, yeah, all the best. Yeah. And have a good one. Uh, handing over to ourselves. All right, so yeah, um, it's a bit weird for us. We're recording things in a little bit of a, a sort of back-to-front way, but uh, I'm sure we'll be able to navigate things absolutely fine, um, as I've already probably explained in the build-up. Um, we're going to have Liam joining us right now, uh, and you're in the car on the way back from the Sutton game, mate. Uh, and we're, we're very eager to get your match reaction while it's very fresh. Uh, that's going to be uh, something we're looking forward to. But me and Wills have just given our um, man of the matches for the game. So just, uh, you know, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, you're obviously making a, a Goliath effort to, uh, to be a part of it. I'm pretty sure it's all about guessing the player. Um, <laughs> that's the only reason you're here on, in, in the car on the way back but um, mate who would your man of the match be on, the, on, on your instant reaction to the game to the 1-1 one, one draw well it would, it's between Patrick and the Colbert for me but I think in terms, just because of how much he's improved Amari Patrick so I think he was really good today. I think usually it's the way around but this week he was like Main 
Okay, okay, okay. I mean, uh, it, it's been looked unfavorably upon um, in the match commentary that I was listening to uh, when it comes to his previous performances. But, uh, Will, I imagine like you were also listening to the same commentary I was listening to and you were watching the same game that Liam was watching as well. Um, I mean, I don't know if you know who, who you know, in retrospect, who you were going to give your man of the match to, but Omari Patrick, did he impress you today? Um... I didn't think he was that good in the first half. Um, I know like a lot of our players improved in the second half. The first half was poor. And like we've seen a few times this season, we kind of improve a bit in the second half. Um, not to the point that we can go and win the game. Just got like with the one goal, an own goal as well. Um, find it difficult to pick a, a man of the match myself. Um I can maybe I can maybe see why it's gone to Patrick. Um, I think he I think he did have a hand in the goal, or uh, Sonny Charters did, um, but he wasn't on the pitch for long in Ghana. Um, who should I give him another match to? I don't you know. Decide tomorrow if you want. Yeah, I've decided yeah. tomorrow. I can't really we decide think in the of morning. Any... Yeah, we decide in the morning. That'll be fine. I'll be fine. So, yeah, I mean, Liam, you're on your way back from the match, uh, literally in the car, travelling back in case listeners are wondering um, why Liam's audio quality isn't the same as, as, as it always is. But it, it's good enough for now, pal. And, um, I mean, it's good enough for you to give us your instant match reaction, that juicy, juicy Blue Army TV match reaction. Uh, I'm sure you'll get home and uh, you'll post this before the before the podcast comes out though. But yeah, like what's what's your like instant instant um un uh well it's being recorded, but what's your instant reaction to the one one draw against Sutton while you're traveling back in the car? Uh, well really poor game. Um a really really poor first half. I think we did a lot better in the second half, especially for like a solid 15 minutes where it was just crossing the box non-stop from us. Um, but I was a bit disappointed in how we approached it from the set-off. You know, we were poofing balls forward to Christian Dennis and Manny Patrick, who, you know, as good a players as them two are, they're not sort of group one players. And you're playing one of the tallest teams in the division and you, you just can't be playing one ball forward for that. It didn't work. We changed it a bit in the second half, but... You know, we did enough. We're fifth. If we'd have won, we'd have been fifth. You know, as long as we didn't lose today, we had enough. And, and in the end, we did enough. And now we've got quite a decent draw in the playoffs against Bradford. Well, that's it, mate. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, that's the next question that I was basically going to ask the Perriers. While uh, you know, yeah. it's instant match reaction. We we all know who the yeah. uh, the playoff opponents are now. So yeah, will I mean? Yeah. Bradford. How do you fancy us against Bradford? At first, we're away, and then we're at home. Um, well, I was saying the other week that this was the this was the playoff draw I wanted of all the teams that we could potentially play in the playoffs. I thought Bradford were going to be the most beatable for us. Um, so, I mean, we've got a good home record against them and they haven't got a good home record at all this season. So, um, you know, I fancy us at their place potentially and I fancy us at our place more than I would against, say, Stockport, who are kind of on good form, or Salford, who recently beat us, or Mansfield, who could have potentially come into it today. So, yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Um, home tie in the second leg, 
going to be important for us, um, be a big attendance, I'm sure uh, everyone will want to get behind Simo. And hopefully if we do well in the first leg, even if it's just a draw, if it's a, it's, if it's a good draw and we're, you know, at Brunton Park for that second leg, hopefully it'll be like a renewed feel-good factor and the fans getting behind the team and hopefully cheer us into the playoff final. Yeah, I mean, Liam, when you go into a game against Bradford, they this weekend they had 22,000 home fans. Um, I mean, how do you feel about the first leg being at home and how important uh, the first leg being away and how important it is for the second leg to be at home? And uh, I mean, would you have had Bradford or would you have preferred someone else? Well, I didn't really care whether it was Bradford or Salford as long as it wasn't Stockport so we could play at Barclay. But I do think playing the whole leg in the second leg is a massive advantage because you can go to Bradford now and know that a draw is probably enough. Like that's a draw away in the first leg is a good result. You know, and, and, and they don't have that luxury like we do, you know. They have to go and win the second leg in that situation. So Looking forward to seeing the Bradford faces when Jordan Gibson scores a 97th minute winner. He <laughs> <laughs> was so close to doing something very similar, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, earlier on in the season, and yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I'm feeling good about that. You know, yeah, Bradford's one of the teams that I feel like we can beat. To be fair, yeah, Stockport was always going to be. Um, someone that I didn't really want to face. So I agree with you on, on, on both of them. I feel like Salford in the final would be a good one. Uh, I don't want to jinx yeah. it. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how things go. We'll definitely see how things go. Boys, we'll move on to the part of the show. I mean, it's the reason why Liam's here, isn't it, Liam? Be <laughs> honest. It's the only reason you're here. The reason you're here is because you're defending a 14-10 lead in everybody's favourite game. Go! Guessing the player. Guessing the player. <laughs> Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Come on, boys. Everyone's favourite game. Congratulations, Mr. Liam, because you have, I mean, you know, you added to your lead. Um, I'm from a position where nobody, and I mean nobody, would have expected you to manage such a feat. Was it, was it like three, nine down? I'm sorry, Will. I feel like every week we just yeah, kind of pile on this. Get this yeah. <laughs> every week you kind of get this shit, mate. Yeah, I'm yeah, really sorry I'm about this. forward to getting but, the lead back and shutting it all up. Well, that's exactly what I was going to ask you, boys. Let's move on to the, you know, the little sort of like, this is the bit everyone loves as well. The pre-match interviews. Uh, that, uh, let's go, Will. I mean, how do you feel yeah. about, uh, it's, your, it's really potentially your last opportunity to put yourself within uh, a winning chance of winning guessing the player before the end of the season. You know, if Carlisle don't make it to the playoff finals, you know, knock on wood, all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, and Liam gets three points potentially in this game. Mathematically, you, you know, you're out of guessing the player for the season. Uh, so uh, yeah. do you feel the pressure? How are you feeling and how are you dealing um, with the pressure? No, I think I've, I think I've just done well to get where I am. You know, <laughs> anything from now on's a bonus. <laughs> I've got like <laughs> I've got that um nine points in the bag and um you know if I can kind of 
if I can kind of press on and get more, if I can, if I can finish top, then that would be absolutely marvelous. But you know, second where we are now, um, I think that's a, I think it's, it's been it's been a great performance over the season as a whole. <laughs> you you can say you've enjoyed participating, but Liam, you've you've definitely shown some emotion during the season. Uh, you, you're very much uh, enjoying it as it stands. You're you've got quite a good lead, and you can potentially shut it out for the rest of the season with a good performance today. How are you feeling going into the game? Feeling good. Uh, I'll try to take the pressure off. So that, uh, that's the Look, every single week I've been playing at home. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm literally playing away from home this week. So I need to see what my away form's like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'll not leave you lingering too much longer. This week it's Will's turn uh, to go first. And as always, you can get three points on your first attempt, two points on your second attempt, and one point on your last attempt. The score is 10 14 to Liam. Will's going first. Yep. Three points on the line. The first clue is this player scored whilst on trial with Carlisle United against Kendalltown in a preseason friendly. Um... Was it Jimmy Toure? Will's gone with Jimmy Toure. A favourite of Will's. It's not Jimmy Toure, I'm afraid, yeah. Will. It's not Jimmy Toure. Your opportunities are getting fewer and farther between when it comes to reclaiming your title. Liam, you're p- potentially in with a shout for shutting the season out if you can get it here this player scored for Carla United whilst on trial against Kendall Town in a preseason friendly. Who do you think it is? Is it Manessa Mampala? Who do you say, sorry? Uh, Mampala. Mampala. Manese Mampala. It wasn't Menezi Mampala, the man I'm thinking of, I'm afraid. He's not the name I've got written down in front of me. So we'll move on to the next opportunity and will potentially your last opportunity. You know, if Carlisle yeah. don't make it to the playoff finals, potentially your last opportunity to stay in the game here yeah. in guessing the player. So uh, the second clue is this player moved to Notts County after signing uh, for Carlisle United. You know, his next club was Knox County. Um, was it Francois Zoko? Will's going with Francois Zoko. And you can hear the groans of Liam. Liam, you know, are you thinking it's right right now? Are you thinking he's correct? I thought Francois Zoko, but I thought we'd already had him in the, I guess, in the player, but he definitely scored in um, trials. Liam, what are you thinking? Were you thinking Zoko? County. Yeah, I, I was. You were thinking, Zoka, you were both thinking the same thing because you were both correct and Will stays in the game (laughs) for guessing the player. Liam, I mean, you might feel like it wasn't worth, you know, joining us on the way back from that (laughs) 1-1 draw. 
because Will stays in this one and potentially, I mean, boys, we'll record somehow next week. I get back yeah. from holiday on on the Wednesday, so if we record on the Thursday, it'll be a late it'll be a late release next week, just so the listeners know. Uh, but I'm sure we'll just have to we'll have to play a game of guessing the player. We'll have to play a game of guessing the player, and uh, there'll be one more after that while we talk about the second leg as well. So uh, you know this this whole leg and this whole game has just been blown wide open it's 12 14 liam you still have the lead and uh, i mean mate thank you so much for joining us for the blue army podcast all the way from where are you liam where are you driving past now um somewhere near birmingham somewhere near birmingham thanks very much for doing <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us, mate. It, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Uh, well done. Congratulations, Will. You've kept yourself in with yeah. a shout of uh, reclaiming uh, your lead <laughs> and indeed being the inaugural guessing the player champion for the season. Boys, there isn't really anything else that I can top that with. You know, there isn't. So, you know, at the end of the day, there isn't really anything else left to say Ah. apart from bye for now bye for now Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. 